In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The governor's growing Michigan Together Population Council has reported out its recommendations. At the request of Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the council has been meeting this year to develop recommendations on how to reverse Michigan's population decline. Among the recommendations, a lifelong education system focused on future-ready skills, establishing Michigan as the innovation hub of the Midwest, and improving infrastructure and mass transit. State Representative Pauline Wenzel was the only Republican lawmaker on the council and the only member to vote against the recommendations. She tells us she was excited to be on the council, but disappointed with the results. This group was supposed to come up with new and innovative. It said it repeatedly in the title that that's what we were supposed to do, and we didn't. I thought it was a stale recommendation is the best way I would word it. I think nothing that I read in this recommendation was new, besides maybe to build a statewide transit system, which is failing all over in other states because people are working from home. Wenzel said many of the strategies recommended are already being followed. State Senator Eric Nesbitt tells us much the same. Some of the stuff they've recommended has either already been passed or already has been in the, in the works. And then on infrastructure, let's work on ways to lower the cost on roads and bridges instead of increasing the cost that we've seen with the governor by reinstituting prevailing wage. Nesbitt said there were no Senate Republicans on the council despite the fact that he recommended one. He's hoping a more bipartisan approach to growing the state's population can be followed in the coming year. Michigan Works of Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties has secured $2.9 million in grants from the state's Going Pro Talent Fund to help southwest Michigan businesses train their employees. Michigan Works Business Solutions Director Mark O'Reilly tells us Going Pro has been around for about 10 years now, and this latest round of funding will go to 39 employers. It's a really exciting tool for many of our employers, particularly in this region, in our sectors of manufacturing, healthcare, construction, and IT. O'Reilly says Michigan Works serves as the administrator of the grants awarded to businesses. Each year, around 1,000 to 1,500 workers receive training through the program. This year is our largest ever amount, $2.9 million, uh, which we're really excited. That's going to be shared out among 39 employers across a number of different sectors. And that funding will, will help them to hire new workers in 2024 and train the existing workers that, that they already have on their payroll. And also to support the many apprenticeship programs that we've seen spring up over the last couple of years. In collaboration with Michigan Works, employers will work with training providers like Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center, Lake Michigan College and Southwestern Michigan College in the coming year to ensure their workers have the skills they need. O'Reilly says any businesses interested in learning about going pro should contact Michigan Works. A location for Berrien County's new 911 tower in Buchanan Township has been found. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners yesterday approved a 20-year lease with Buchanan Township to use land not far from the county's recently purchased building at 500 Circle Drive. Commissioner Jim Curran said the tower will be near that building. Go southeast from there, and that's where the building will be, approximately 400 feet from that tower location to the building. The county last year purchased the building at 500 Circle Drive from American Electric Power with plans to construct the new 800 megahertz 911 tower there. However, the plan ran into problems with Native American artifacts that were found at the site. Now that a more suitable site near the county's new property has been found, work can get started on the tower. It's intended to serve weak spots in the county's 911 signal coverage. The county may eventually move 911 dispatch into that building. There is a new land preserve in Niles Township. Chickaming Open Lands Director Ryan Postema tells us that they've acquired and announced 
the Trillium Woodlands Preserve. The property is about 40 acres. It's a forested area it's next to an existing natural area called Trillium Ravine Plant Preserve that's owned by Michigan Nature Association. So the two properties are adjoining. The preserve can be found on Riverside Road, south of Walton Road, and east of U.S. 31. Postma tells us Chickaming Open Lands is glad to purchase the property from its private owner to keep it pristine. That's a, kind of the typical beech maple forest you know, that we have in this area. One of the features that uh, really stands out in the spring, there's a lot of spring ephemerals, especially trillium, hence the name for the, the two properties. There aren't many trails there yet, but Postma says Chickaming Open Lands plans to develop some in the next year. It's also going to add a parking lot. Eventually, the trails at Trillium Woodlands Preserve will connect to the trails at the adjacent Trillium Ravine. This is now the 22nd land preserve owned by Chickaming Open Lands and its first in Niles Township. For the eighth year in a row, the Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency is launching its holiday food sharing program, sponsored by the City of Benton Harbor, Whirlpool Corporation, and the PGA of America. 2024 KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship Director Brandon Heaney tells us the holiday food sharing program collects and distributes around 400 food boxes and turkeys to Benton Harbor, Benton Township, and St. Joseph residents each year. He says it's always great to talk with people who benefit. It's one of the best parts of the program, right? We're, we're out there for a few hours uh, in the afternoon giving out the meals, and, and everybody's so appreciative of it. The community has been so welcoming to us, so it's great to be able to give back, and everybody deserves a good meal around the holidays. Since the program's founding in 2015, it has helped more than 2,800 families in the area. Families can apply to be recipients of the food sharing program now through December 18, and applications can be picked up at several locations. We have a list of them at our website. They include Benton Harbor City Hall, St. Joseph City Hall, and Benton Township Hall. The food boxes and turkeys will be distributed to families on Thursday, December 21st. A retirement open house celebration is planned for Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey later this month. Speaking to colleagues at their Thursday meeting, Berrien County Commissioner Jim Curran said as Bailey's retirement nears, friends and co-workers are gathering to honor him and wish him well in his retirement. Curran welcomes the opportunity. He's just such an honorable guy, and you want to do things for him. You want to help him out because he does the right things, and he's just a good man. The retirement open house will be Wednesday, December 27, from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge in St. Joseph. There will be guest speakers starting at 2.30. The event is open to the public. Bailey retires at the end of the month after 23 years as Berrien County Sheriff. His law enforcement career goes back to 1979. He's stepping down a year before his term ends. Under Sheriff Chuck Height is moving into the position of interim sheriff during 2024. The new under sheriff will be Greg Sanders, the current chief deputy. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners saluted volunteers who drive veterans to medical appointments at the VA hospital in Battle Creek. Speaking at their meeting, Berrien County Veterans Service Director Maureen Adams introduced about 10 of the drivers who have enabled 196 veterans to make their appointments in the past year. I cannot say enough about folks sitting here. The flexibility, the resilience that you all showed during COVID to be able to still transport our veterans safely from the lakeshore over to the Battle Creek VA Medical Center and back. I'm amazed at your dedication, your fortitude, everything that you do for our veterans. Adams says some of the volunteers are new, while others have served for years, one since 2007. She also said their efforts make them part of each affected veteran's recovery. 
To thank them, the Berrien County Parks Department gave each volunteer a parks pass for the year, and the Veterans Service Office took them out to lunch in the afternoon. It's not too late for your vaccine. With the expected approach of the peak flu and COVID season coinciding with the holidays, medical experts in Michigan are saying once again, it's still not too late to get you and your family vaccinated. Dr. Salim Siddiqui is president of the Michigan State Medical Society. Flu vaccines are the best way to protect yourself and your loved ones against the surge of flu illnesses over the winter months. It takes only about two weeks for the vaccine to really empower your body to build up enough immunity to protect against severe flu illness. Dr. Siddiqui says the state has still yet to reach its goal of getting 4 million residents vaccinated against flu and COVID this winter. And Spartan fans who've dreamed of having a beer, legally anyway, at the Breslin or Munn don't have to wait much longer. Michigan State is starting alcohol sales at both venues in the new year. University says beer and seltzers will be sold at the Breslin Center starting on January 4 and at Munn on the 5th. Alcohol sales started at Spartan Stadium this fall. Michigan will start sales at the Big House, Chrysler, and Yost in the new year. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.